Hey everyone, it's been quite a while since I have recorded a podcast episode, but life has been super crazy professionally and personally, and so I've just been focusing on that. Um, I hope you guys didn't miss me too much, but I was watching a show called Made on Netflix, and for those of you who haven't seen it, um, it's a great show. I recommend, um, every gender to watch it. Um, and it kind of hit close to home with me. Um, now I want to begin by saying that when you're in an unhealthy, very toxic relationship, it's really hard to unlearn those toxic ways that you have been living no matter if you've been living it for a year three years five years 20 years it's extremely hard and so in my opinion I think toxic relationships are fairly easy I think it's the healthy relationships that are the hardest um, because you have to relearn everything. Um, you know, and finding someone who is understanding of that is very difficult, especially in today's age. Um, but it's relearning things like how to communicate, how to, um, be independent and do what you want, um, afraid of judgment, um, knowing that it's okay to be yourself and not the version that your partner wants you to be. Um, individuality is super key in a relationship. Um, sometimes I've looked at couples who've been dating for a long time and they mold together. I'm not saying necessarily that's a bad thing, but, you know, it goes both ways. It's usually the female molding molding to the male and not the male molding to the female, you know. Um, I think having separate lives and having our own individualities, our, our own independence in a relationship is super key to having a healthy and a long-term successful relationship. Um, You know, I've known couples where they do everything and anything together, and I feel like that's toxic. Um, It's okay for you to go out with your girlfriends drinking at night. It's okay for the guys, uh, for for your boyfriend or husband to go out drinking with his friends. It's okay to go take vacations without one another. Like, it's okay to do those things. You know, um, a lot of times couples don't do that. They don't do things separately because I believe there's trust issues. Um, you know, for me, I don't like to be smothered. Um, I want to do what I want when I want, however I want to do it. Um, and either my partner can follow along with me or not. I don't care. Um, but you know, It's not just unhealthy, toxic relationships. There's also unhealthy and toxic dating as well. Um, You know, 
dating is supposed to be a courtship. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that. Um, It's supposed to be a slow and steady progress, but also it takes both parties to put in the same amount of effort. And when one party is putting in more effort than the other, then there's your cue right there that you need to take a step back and cut things off and move in a different direction. Um, You know, everybody nowadays, like I understand things come up and life is busy, but if you're, if you say you're serious about dating and not just dating to fuck, I mean, dating to settle down and dating to marry, because I feel like a lot of that is lost in translation. A lot of people date to fuck uh, short term and there's people who date for three months and, and then they get married and it's, or they move in together. And I'm like, whoa, first of all, if you have kids, that is very unhealthy. Um, you're teaching them that it's okay to marry or move in with every single relationship. And I don't think it takes a very special somebody for me to have a man move into my house and be around my child and be a part of my life and my family's life and my son's life. Like I'm not going to have just any man do that and vice versa. I wouldn't want, you know, my ex-husband just to bring any woman, you know, into my son's life and his life when it's not something serious. Um, but you know, I don't understand. I'm, I guess I'm too traditional. I'm too old school, but I also don't like to waste my time. Like if I'm putting in more effort and I tell you I'm putting in more effort and you give me some excuse, like, dude, you are nowhere near as serious as I am. And you can tell your, you can lie to yourself and tell you that. You can lie to me or lie to whoever you're dating and tell them that. Maybe you'll find a girl dumb enough to believe you. That's on her. But like, it takes both parties to put the same amount of effort in. And it gets really exhausting and just aggravating. And it wastes my positive energy and it makes my positive energy into something negative. I can't have anything like that in my life, you know? Um, I, I just don't really, I don't know. I don't really want to date anymore. And I think part of it is because the dating game and it's a game, um, in today's world, it's just ridiculous, you know? And part of me is afraid that if I find a good guy, it's like a needle in a haystack, first of all. And I don't think I'm going to find my my perfect guy um, where I live. Um, but, you know, afraid of being in a healthy relationship, you know, because... I've never really been in a healthy relationship, whether that was with a partner or with my family or with, you know, anything like that. Every relationship that I've had for the most part has been pretty toxic or unhealthy. My friendships have all been pretty, pretty positive and healthy, but like those super close knit relationships have always been toxic. And so, 
you know, I've done my research and I've, I've done a lot of, uh, I've done a lot of thinking on my spiritual, spiritual journey where I know what a healthy relationship is. I mean, I am a life coach, so like, you know, I get that part of it, but it's also finding somebody, you know, and sometimes like when you meet people, like, here's what I don't understand is like, you can chat with somebody, um, you know, and he, and you can go on like first or second date. And, you know, I usually tell somebody like, hey, like, I'm not looking for anything. I mean, yes, I'm looking for something serious, but like, I'm looking for a friendship first. And maybe if we go out on that first date and I decide like, okay, that chemistry wasn't flowing, that conversation wasn't flowing. Like, and I tell you that, you know, I don't see anything romantically, like anything romantically possible with you and you get offended by that like and we are both on the same page you know if it's if it ends up as a friendship that's it we're both okay with that but then if I tell you like hey I'm not it just wasn't I wasn't feeling it like people get so fucking upset and they take it to heart and first of all a lot of a lot of men they catfish they say they're taller than they are and they're not or they have old pictures where they're like you know, super skinny, but then they gained a whole bunch of weight, um, you know, or vice versa, or, you know, they, they just look completely different or their pictures are 15, 20 years old. Like, you know, like that already right there is a lie, right? So like, why would I want to build something with you that's based on a lie already? You know, right? That foundation is already cracked and it will always be cracked. You know, whatever happened to that solid foundation of just honesty, you know? Um, and I think people think they're honest, you know, because they, they, they think they, they say what they want the other person to hear, but that they don't internally mean it and they're lying to themselves. And I feel like those people need to have a powwow, um, with themselves and kind of go on their own spiritual journey and figure out what they want and um, learn from their past mistakes. Um, You know, but I'm also just afraid to be in a healthy relationship because like healthy relationships fail as well. You know, it's not as common as the toxic relationships. You know, but trying to break that cycle is like super difficult. And I'm, you know, and for the people who are trying to break that cycle and trying to find somebody who's at that same wavelength as you, is at that same vibration as you, usually people aren't. They say they are, but then like they, those people think they are, but you, but they put off these energies where you're like, no, those energies are not where they think their energy is at. Um, it needs to be fixed, you know, and just, you know, people don't like to put in effort. They don't like to make the time to see you, you know, or to communicate with you or get to know you, you know, get to know your quirks, your, you know, your habits, your certain traits, your likes and your dislikes, um, you know, it's all surface level stuff and it's all sexual stuff, I feel like, you know, um, but back to the show, you know, 
when people think about domestic violence, and I believe people think one way about domestic violence because of how the law is, when I say domestic violence, your brain automatically goes to physical abuse, correct? Yes, physical abuse is one aspect of it, but domestic violence, DV is at the very top, and underneath there are branches that go off of it. Domestic violence includes everything from physical, sexual, psychological, verbal, emotional, even gaslighting is domestic violence. It's all toxic. Um, But with law, obviously, you know, with this show, it's hard to prove Um, You know, it's hard to prove sexual violence, emotional, psychological, verbal, Um, because the courts say, oh, you don't have a bruise or broken bone. Therefore, it didn't happen. There's no proof, you know, and most states are like that. Most states don't recognize. They only recognize physical abuse as as domestic violence. And I feel like I feel like that needs to change Um, because. For me, you know, and I'm allowed to say this because I've had the, I've had sexual abuse and a lot of things happened to me. So I'm allowed to say this, but honestly, the sexual abuse doesn't affect me as much as the verbal and the emotional and the psychological sexual abuse. Sometimes I forget it happens or that it happened sorry, pretense, that it happened for most of my childhood for a good 10, 11, 12 years. But I never forget the emotional and the verbal and the psychological that sticks with me the most. And that is, I think, the hardest thing to heal from. Um, and a lot of people can disagree and they're like, no, you know, physical abuse is the worst. Sure, physical abuse is the worst, but bruises heal and bones heal. You know, the psychological, the emotional, the the verbal, that's hard. It's very hard. Um, now, I'm not diminishing physical abuse at all. I'm not. I'm just saying in my opinion for what I've experienced, the stuff where you can't see hurts me more than the stuff that was physically done to me. Um, and you could disagree, but like I said, this is just my opinion and and there's no way in any form that I am diminishing any type of abuse. People who listen to this know I am a abuse advocate. I'm a mental health advocate and I take this stuff very seriously. Um, but I feel like our legal system needs to, needs to change and, I remember when I was in Florida and I was going through a divorce and my lawyer asked me if there was any domestic violence. Um, I said, yeah, there was emotional, verbal, and psychological. And she's like, well, we can't prove it. And I was like, well, I have audio recordings and videos of this. And she listened to them and she's like, you recorded these without his knowledge. Therefore, the courts are not going to listen to it. And she was like, that's pretty rough. Like, that's unfortunate, but we can't use it in court, you know? Um, And at that moment, I was like, our justice system needs to change. I feel like 
if we can record people without their knowledge, then I think a lot of abuse, I think a lot of perpetrators, um, and I think a lot of other things when it comes to custody and divorce and just other things like that, I think it would just put us more in just a progressive state, um, you know, for it to be recognized. Because I feel like if it's recognized legally, more and more people are going to recognize it themselves. Um, but it not only showed that in the show, it showed how bad our system comes, or our system is when it comes to, um, you know, getting shelter and getting help and fleeing from these abusive relationships and, and just the toxic cycle this, it, uh, it is. And, you know, um, the shelters and the, and the, and the welfare and the, you know, uh, the courts and, and it shows like a different end of it. Uh, and it was brilliantly done. And I think more and more, more shows need to come out about this. Um, but it hit home for me and I was like, you know, in the show, her boyfriend was a drunk. He was drunk and he was an abusive person. A lot of men or a lot of women don't need alcohol just to be, a, to be abusive. They're straight cold people. You know, um, and it shows about how she was going to lose her kid to him because she couldn't prove of the abuse when she has been there since day one with the baby and providing and doing everything. And, you know, it's, um, it's just astonishing. And it was really hard to watch. I had to stop at times and take a few days break and go back because... You know, we all see these shows, but these shows portray the perpetrator side and not the victim side. And they sugarcoat, you know, um, everything. It's, it's so fucked up. It is so fucked up, you know, um, Yeah, it was just hard to watch. And it's really hard to watch when there's a point, you know, where she was like, her lawyer said that you need to find a witness of this abuse going on. And there was an episode of like a Thanksgiving dinner where her dad was there and you could clearly see the, the verbal, emotional, psychological abuse. And when she came to her own father to ask to be a witness, he was like, that was just something that couples go through. That was an abuse to me. When I watched that, I was like, that's fucking abuse. Like no man or no woman should ever be spoken to like that ever in a relationship ever, you know? And I was like, damn, as a victim myself, it's really hard, especially when it, when it's the perpetrator's family, like, you know, they think, oh, my son would never, never do that. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Like, do you want me to send you these videos? Cause you would be a fucking, you would be like just flabbergasted. 
you know, and it's always the people that are like, oh no, he would never do that, you know, or he's under a lot of stress and blah, blah, blah. Well, what about the victim? Why are we giving pity and sympathy towards the perpetrator and not the fucking victim? It's so back assword. People are so fucked up, and which is why I don't associate myself with a lot of people. Because people are dumb. They're fucking dumb, you know? And it is so sad, you know? And it's like, it's like the, the people that say, oh, well, she was drunk and she was being flirty, so she asked to get raped or she asked this. And it's like, we don't ask anything. We are allowed to have alcohol. We are allowed to act how we want to act. And we are allowed to dress how we want to dress and say what we want to say. You know? Like, we do not get to be controlled. If anything, we control ourselves. You cannot control us. You know, and it's just, it's just pathetic and it's sad and it's makes me angry. Um, you know, there's a lot of anger in me because it's not just geared towards one person. It's just the situation and the legal system, you know, and I, I can be as angry as I want and I know nothing will fucking change. Nothing will change. Even if all the women in the world got together and we did something about it. Nothing is going to change because our our world is ruled by men, by religion, by superiority. And, you know, it's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Um, you know, I can be hopeful, but especially when it comes to the United States, you know, it's, it will never change. And, uh, you know, just in the, the Supreme Court, they're reversing Roe versus Wade. Like, we're going back into time. We're not progressing, we're regressing. What, what made us do that? It's because of the mindset of these old white people. And it's not just white people. It's people, uh, old white people of color too. They get in this mindset, you know, and it's men, it's men. There are women that are in politics that think like the old white man or white, old white, or the old men. There are women, trust me. There's a lot of women in Texas, um, and a whole bunch of other States, especially those Southern States. The South is my God, if you live there, you need to get the fuck out. Otherwise, don't complain about shit. You move there or you grew up there and decide not to leave. That's on you, honey boo boo. I don't feel any sympathy for you. You know? Um, but it's just, uh, I don't know. You know, America was built on unhealthy and very toxic things and lies therefore everything is always going to be unhealthy and toxic and lies to to the public to the people you know because once you start that once you start that ball rolling it keeps rolling and it's hard to back out of that you know it's hard it's hard to reverse things it takes a lot of pushback takes a lot of push there's a lot of pushback 
it's just the world we live in you know and then a lot of these countries they look at america at the beginning and they're like oh we're gonna adopt what they you know what they have done and then they're like whoa america you're fucked up let's get rid of that and let's do our own thing and then america is still stuck in fucking 1700s or whatever the fuck it is you know and anyways i don't mean to go off on a tangent on that but you know toxic relationships and healthy relationships I am craving for that healthy relationship because I am ready you know but it has to be with that right person um you know a lot of people are sensitive these days and if you tell it like it is they get hurt or they misconstrue it as something negative. And it's like, I'm just being real with you. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm, uh, this is what you're feeding to me. This is what, you know, I'm feeding off of you. This is your, the energy that I'm feeling from you. And if you don't feel that, then you need to take a look, you need to take a step back and look at yourself, you know, um, get some help, you know, uh, from somebody or from yourself figure out your priorities because if you don't know what you want then you don't know what you want in a relationship you don't know what you want out of a partner you think you do but you don't um you know it took me what almost 2019 20 it's been two years two and a half years since I've been legally separated and yeah, I've gone on a lot of first dates, but I've never been, I haven't been in a relationship and that's because I chose not to be in a relationship because I knew I wasn't ready, but I've dated here and there, you know, to see if I was ready to, ready to take it to the second date, third date, or if I needed to take a step back, um, learning what I want and what I don't want from people. So it's like a test, you know? I go on a date with you. I see how you act with me in public, how you act with, you know, service workers, how you act with other people. Um, You know, I watch your moves and I watch your mannerisms because, you know, at home you can be one thing, but in public you can be somebody completely different. Um, You know, and I see things that like, you know... I've said this in a few episodes ago where, like, the red flags are the triggers for me when I see it in somebody that I'm, like, going on a date with and, like, I'm in the date and I'm like, ooh, that's a trigger for me. It has nothing to do with them. It's just, unfortunately, that abuse. I don't want to have to, you know, look at you and think of my past, you know? And it could be something minor, but... Especially if you, if you do something that like, and like my ex did, like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, like, I don't want to associate myself with you because if you do it now, then it's probably a habit that you've adopted into your life. And I just don't want that, you know, um, if you talk about yourself a lot, you're, no. You're very narcissistic. I don't want anything to do about that. If you don't ask me anything about myself, you know, and then you turn it on me, like, you know, 
uh, for instance, um, somebody I recently dated, I was like, dude, you never asked me anything about myself. Like, why? His response was, well, I thought you were hiding your life. Well, you never asked me anything. I have two podcasts about my life. Um, I definitely don't hide anything. I'm a fucking open book. You just don't ask me anything because you're not fucking interested. So don't put it back on me. That's gaslighting. That's toxic. <laughs> like, what? You know? It's laughable because it's like, yo. Just be like, yo. Like, yeah, you're right. I haven't asked you anything. I'm sorry. You know? Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. But there's a lot of guys like that. And that wasn't the first time. There's been guys I've dated a year ago, you know, eight months ago that are like that as well. They talk about themselves, about their life, blah, blah, blah. I could care fucking less. I'm already disinterested. If you don't even ask me surface, I'm not asking you to like get to know the deep shit. I'm asking you surface shit. What are my hobbies? What do I like to do for fun? My favorite food? What do I do for work? Am I a family person? You know, shit like that. You know, like it's like, it's called small talk. And if there's no small talk at the beginning, then there's never going to be any fucking small talk, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's like things like that. It's just super annoying. Um, but I recommend you guys watch that show. And if you're a man listening and you're like, I don't really want to watch something about a woman being abused. I think you need to watch it. I think it's educational, not just for the man, but for the women or for whatever fuck the gender you are. I think it's very um, educational and I think it brings awareness. And I think it might bring awareness to a situation you may or may not be in or you know somebody that may or may not be in the situation. Um... And it might, it might be educational into our legal system. You might learn something new, like, damn. You know, maybe instead of if you see somebody that looks homeless or, you know, with kids or without kids, um, you know, or you see somebody who's trying to better their life, don't make judgment. Be like, ooh, you know, they're homeless because of this or that or, you know. It's like, no, you don't know. Maybe they're leaving a, an abusive relationship. Maybe, you know, they're running away. They left that day or in the middle of the night with the kids or by themselves with nothing with them besides the shit on their back because they had to leave in that moment. They had that courage at that specific time to leave. So never make those prejudgments about somebody ever, you know, Um, because you don't know what they go through. You just don't know. 